You have entered the 13, a place where real stories about music, touring, and the beyond are told. Music does something to us. We all experience it in our own way. It can affect our senses, transport us through time, and release emotions. On this podcast, we will talk with people about the power of music and the beyond. What does the beyond mean? Let's find out together. Turn on your metronomes because this time is about to be tracked. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is The 13, and today we're joined by my good friend, Al Shire of Razor 13, The Henchmen, any other thousands of bands you could think of. Uh, Al, welcome to the show. Ryan, what is going on? Uh, I had to to ascend from the depths and introduce this. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to the bearded fucker. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. I like him. I like you too, but this bearded fucker seems to be more uh, normal. Good, man. How are you? Just just dealing with this guy down here. I understand. Al, for all the people at home who don't know you, uh, share a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Everything. I know you do everything. Father, writer, husband, musician, traveler, jack of all trades up to no good um nice making it work making it happen and trying to hustle all the way in between you know oh, yeah. uh so you started this thing called 180 seconds with al shire uh tell me a little I, bit about that. okay okay so i i did not start that i oh, okay was approached by two friends of mine i um these these buddies of mine boudreaux partita and john jew uh real name oh um, yeah i remember i watched you guys on a podcast and yeah, yeah. you were talking uh, like that's cobra, his real name <laughs> cobra cast podcast with bobby sharon yeah that's right. and uh and and boudreaux partita is a producer in town at a uh, news network and he runs penny rock productions and they shoot a lot of videos for bands and they recently shot a live video at come and take it live for dangerous toys which i was there it was incredible and so a few weeks before that i was i was up north talking to them about uh doing a video for that song road to the well that i recorded right and which is a great song by the way thank you and next day um i get a phone call from john and he goes (laughs) And, and what's funny is when I was having the conversation with them in person, I was, I was, I was a little intoxicated and, <laughs> I and know, I watched the, it. And, and so my, oh, are my you talking about on the Joe, podcast or on the podcast? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Not, not the podcast. <laughs> See, this is how often it happens. Um, I'm, <laughs> I, I met them at a bar up North. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't think of what it's called and I'll think of it in a little bit. Right. Um, and so I meet them up there and, and I, I, I was pretty tipsy, not out of control. And uh, see, I'm still thinking about the name of that darn bar. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stutter a little bit. And, you know, and, and so the next day when John called me, well, so my point is Boudreaux has been sober almost four years and amazing producer. And, and he, he's had his own, own bouts in the past with booze. And John calls me and says, hey, so Boudreaux thinks you're the man to do this 
this project that he's been sitting on for about six months to a year. And I'm like, okay, what is it? And he's like, oh, it's a three minute interview. Like bang, bang, bang. The way he's going to edit it, it's, you know, gonna, you know, it's, there, there's no fucking around. It's going right. to be like straight into the point. Right. And uh, he goes, he, he, he thinks you're, you're the man to do 180 seconds with Al Shire. And I went, what? <laughs> Who me? And, 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 and it, it was, it, it floored me because both my parents were, were journalists when they were alive. My mom interviewed Liberace and, and, Oh, you wow. know, yeah, you told me that yeah. before. That's cool, man. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah. And my mom had her own news interview show on Channel 2 back in, in, oh, God, 1972, about five years before I was Channel born. Channel 2 in H Town? Mm hmm. K- oh, what yeah. is that? KRPC or something? K- what is KPRC. KPRC. See, I live I here and I still live here. But I don't want and uh, yeah, that 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 was right off the Southwest Freeway. That was right by Sharpstown, down by Bissonette and Fifty Nine. Hell yeah! So it, it 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 floored me, and you know, I was thinking, wow, this is this is rad. These guys, they believe in this, and so we shot the first two episodes. Uh, episode two just aired yesterday. Um, the first one was with a horror rock band uh, called the Immortals, and. Uh, we, we shot the first two episodes in the same day. Um, it was back in March, I think. I'm really bad with dates. I think it was March 13th. But, um, 13, that's a good oh, number. I know, perfect. Here, I see here it right, at the 13th right podcast, me. yeah, as you and can tell. The 13. <laughs> the 13, is that what we're calling it? The 13. We're figuring this out as we go along, people. And so, yeah, and uh, we we shot the Immortals first, and we shot this up up at Hanover's in Pflugerville, and uh, and then we shot uh, Tarantula Mountain. Uh, yeah, and I we, saw them we, yesterday. Uh, that came out yesterday of the 29th. and I wanted great to get, band. I wanted to do this podcast before then. Sorry, so we could promote it. Isn't but, it crazy uh, to see like a husband and wife take like in a good way? Um, yeah take a band so seriously no absolutely it was really cool you, to watch you them. you really don't see that that much i loved when you were talking to them and you're and, he, like the guy was like did i write this one and the lyrics too oh yeah 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 i wrote the lyrics too you know like he had to question because they they're they're so close like he had to actually think right. about it. you know that's cool. right yeah it's dude and and i wanted to hit on that but i didn't uh you know, that's that that's kind of digging deep, like, you know, what's it like being a married couple in a band together? Right. I mean, yeah. right writing wise and and I mean, I've known enough bands in my time. I've I've known half a dozen bands where they're all brothers or brothers and sisters. Absolutely, yeah. And man, they fight. Oh, sure, I'm sure. Like like worse, worse than like normal bands get in arguments, you know. Oh, sure. Like, I oh, I've heard imagine. horror stories. I've heard horror stories. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say bands' names, um, but yeah, no, 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 yeah. Especially two bands in particular, where all the guys in the bands are brothers. Oh wow! Everybody, all wait them. a minute. I, I, <laughs> all right. 
All right. Anyway, we won't talk about it. I'm just saying that's just got to be so fucking intense, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, my wife was in a Christian praise band called Spoken For when she was growing up. Yeah, but I don't see them cussing each other out or taking the Lord's name in vain very often. Yeah, but it was all girls. Can you imagine? Oh, no. I mean, maybe, maybe no cuss words, but like ripping each other's hair out. I don't know. Look, they've never said that they fought like that. They probably didn't. But in my brain... I can just only imagine. Oh, that's another Christian song. I can only imagine. Imagine a Christian band fighting. You are forsaken. You're done. Forsaken. Uh, like the Amish, they banish people if you if you do things wrong, or kind of like the Baptist. Really? That's a and joke. Then, then, it's a joke. And then he shows up. Hi, man. How, how you, how you been? <laughs> like, get down there. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Little right, D's so, gonna be a, a reoccurring character. Absolutely. Um, all right. But so yeah, we, the show's talk- awesome, and 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 those dudes have God a whole workload lined up for me, which is great. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. They yeah, handle it. They, what's they the handle next, it all. What's when's the next time you guys are gonna record one? Whenever they whenever they call me to duty. Okay, cool. Oh, that's great. Like, hey, Al, we got some people we want you to interview. Oh, they've got they've got a whole six to eight months worth of bands lined up. Wow. Okay, so you just there, have to get them. John does all the booking. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Oh, it's it, it, it's so weird being uh, you know because I mean as long as we've known each other, you know I'm very hands on. Absolutely, we've known each other With, since 2009? 2010. 2010. Yeah, yeah, 2009. Yeah. Album released yeah. in 2009. Hey, everybody who uh, doesn't know, again, Al and me are in a band called Razor 13. We haven't performed in a long time, but uh, we toured we together will. a whole bunch. We've also been uh, guitar and bass techs for a band called King's X, and we toured the world together. And um, there's a lot of stuff in there, and we'll dive into that later. But anyway, Al, what else you got going on besides 180 Seconds? I still got the cervix industry in the works. Uh, I've got Matt Thompson from King Diamond's drummers drum track. Oh and, yeah! Uh, oh yeah! Oh he, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Um, I, I've, I've got a whole bunch of musicians in in the works to be on it, but we are we are in the production stage of this, and it's just like a slow build, you know. Oh, it's great everybody's doing their own recording. Matt did his own recording at his home studio in Denton. And then uh, he sent that back to me and, and I've sent it to the other musicians to write their, their stuff. I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to say who yet because it's going to be pretty cool. Isn't um, it cool? Isn't this cool that we can all do this? I'm doing this from my house. You're doing this from your house. You can get musicians from their house to do it. I mean, it's been happening for years, but it's become so accessible now that my dumbass can do this here you know like mm-hmm. we can we, you and i have an internet thing that band sort of thing that we mess right. around with and like just being able to send tracks back and forth is freaking amazing we live oh. in a golden age of grotesque it's, oh sorry Marilyn it's, Manson. it's the best and we don't even have to leave the fucking house i know i hate people mm-hmm. <laughs> i get mm-hmm. to stay here all day oh yeah uh, when you're home. Well, yeah, when I'm home and I'm not traveling for work. 
So everybody who yeah. likes the 13 podcast, please like, share, subscribe, whatever, so I don't have to go back to work. Thanks. And aside from that, Nate, Nate, Nate and I are still doing uh, Greedy Parker and getting that going. And uh, slowly but surely. The, the, I, love, you know, I love Greedy Parker. Everything I've heard out of you guys you. has been has been awesome. Like, like it's been a good when, good therapeutic when it, thing. Dude, when it came out, like, and you guys did that video, that first video or whatever, I was like, this is my friend. <laughs> like, this is super cool. I remember I was in the I was in the living room right over here. And I was like, there's no fucking way that's Al. <laughs> like, it was super with, cool. With me and me and Nate and his brother in the black ski masks. And, yeah, right. Uh, and, yeah, but you know, we're we're slowly but surely working on stuff. That's the, the beautiful thing is like not excuse me, being in a hurry, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Got no one telling you when to do it and when to be done. And I love it. You know? I, yeah that's what i like about our internet band thing that i am i am the one ruining that by the way like i keep not recording bass tracks or let me rephrase that i keep recording them and i keep going no no nope. you'll get there it'll get there i mean the bass is sitting right oh my gosh it's unlocked the bass is sitting right here yeah there oh she is but anyway okay so cool man so that's what you got going on let's get into the King's X Razor 13 stuff. All right. Let's get into the, the, the nitty gritty. Some of the funnest times of our lives. Um, I want to talk about how I first met you and how I first saw you. Big Mike said, we need a live guitar player. We need one. And there was this other dude. Scotty Mac. Scotty Mac, who I've still yep. never met. Uh, I've talked to you on the internet, but I'm Scotty. If you're watching this, I don't know if you actually exist um that's a different story though but like anyway he was going to do it and fly in apparently he had learned all the songs and was just going to fly in and play as uh, play as the the second guitar player uh four four five days before the show how many days was it when we came and asked you okay so so we met at the first rehearsal right no i met you on sixth street that's right. You were with J-Rab. I was with J-Rab and Big Mike. Right. And they were like, they were yelling your name and you turned around. I was like, is that Braxton? Because you had the beard and the, I mean, it, and tattoos. So, so when I was working at the key bar with Michael, uh, you know, it was always the big, the big, the big shit, like, you know, Big Bald's band with Doug Pinnock from King's X. Right. And we were working together on a, Friday and a Saturday night down there. And, and he was like really sweating about that dude. And he was like, man, Shire, I, I don't think he's coming. And, you know, I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, your CD releases in a week, what are you going to do? You know, and I was trying to trying to be a supportive friend, coworker, right. you know? Yeah. He's just like, Oh man, I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. And so that that's Friday and Saturday. And, you know, I can tell you it was really sweating bullets. And uh, yeah, it was, it was I, I was the, living. I, well, I wasn't living with him, but when I was in Austin, I just stayed at his apartment. So, yeah, I so remember. I'm at home on a Sunday night and I'm in the garage doing my thing. Right. And and it was one of those weird things, dude. And my cell phone rang and it said big bald Mike. And I knew what the fuck he was going to ask uh, me. Yeah. I knew 
it was weird, dude. I had, it's not a premonition because that Uh happens way before the fact. But when that phone rang and I saw his name, I knew what the fuck was about to go down. Dude, there's things, there's things in the universe. There's things in the universe that like you just, you know, there's like, I was talking to you the other day on the phone about vibrations. There's some weird stuff Mm -hmm. where you just kind of know it's weird. Mm -hmm. And, And he was like, can you learn these songs we've got five days till this cd release show was on a friday night i think okay and and so i i learned the songs i mean well i started that night that was sunday night i started learning the songs that night uh two steps down from what i'm used to tuning to in these standards yeah was it uh, c was it c c and C, C and, then, and and um, um, drop C, which is D with the low drop to C. Yep, that's right. So I, D, I, yeah. I play but, on the bass. But only I play two of every, the songs were in, uh, on the bass. Most of the songs are in C. C. Yeah. Okay. Right. So like like eight of the songs on guitar are, are in a, a a C tuning, and I actually still have. It's so funny, and I can't show it, but I'll I'll send you a photo of it. Okay. I have the I have the Razor 13 tuning. I oh, cool. I typed I I typed it out yeah. before we played and I used the strongest clear masking tape. Oh cool. And it is still on the top of my road case. No where way. when I had to when I had to walk over there, I go, hmm, oh yeah, that's what it's <laughs> perfect. But yeah, no, we 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 learned those songs. Doug came in on Thursday. I mean, like I learned. I think we started. God damn, it was like I was like. I mean, we were in there the next day. I had learned. I learned like seven or eight songs the first night on Sunday. I came in the next day on Monday, and we did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Doug came in on Thursday. We ran through the set two times with him. He had never rehearsed with y'all either, right? And then yep. we played the show on Friday. Yeah, that was that was okay. Look, as far as I don't know how professionals do it, but like we were getting paid, so I guess that means we're professionals, right? But like I couldn't believe that this album that Mike essentially just Mike created. I mean, the band we all helped out or whatever, but I mean big Mike's the well, the, the guy behind with all Doc's of lyrics. With Doc's lyrics, absolutely hundred percent. Um, but like, I couldn't believe that this thing we've been working on forever with multiple singers over the years had right. finally come together and we were going to rehearse in like three or four days and then give this to the world. And we did it yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't oh, yeah. that bad. Um, like that was, I mean, that's crazy to me. Uh, and, and I mean, coming from a guy who had been in, 13 bands razor 13 being the 13th band that actually is just literally a coincidence uh we didn't name razor 13 because of my 13th band or anything but the just the i don't know that was some awesome shit you came together you got everything pretty much together you'd stay after practice like you were asking the teacher after school like hey i don't really know this math problem can you help a little bit and then mike would show you i was you a also I, I was also sober off alcohol back yeah you, you knocked this shit out i mean it was crazy to me and then your sound with the mess of boogie the triple uh rectum fire Rect- i mean what what is yeah. it called Rect- rectum fire yeah, rectum the rectum fire. fire uh the 
that right. that and your your Gibson Les Paul, the tone completely changed for the better, in my opinion. Uh, for our lives, I was show. running. I was running no effects. I was only going through a Boss tuner. That was it. Yeah, that's amazing, and it was a that's great. It. There's, there's a lot of great times we had. We played a lot of great shows. Yeah, we did. Uh, um, Razor Thirteen was going to do a ten year anniversary uh, of our first record, and the pandemic happened, and so it has been postponed. But uh, that doesn't mean that stuff might not happen in the future. But we don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's move on to King's X. Oh boy. So I worked for King. I worked for King's X for a long time. Long time. Um, Doug Pinnock, you know, was also in razor 13 as the lead singer, which you've heard us talking about, but obviously he's the lead singer of King's X. Um, so I was his bass tech Shire came in as Ty's guitar tech. How did that happen? Doug, (laughs) Doug, after the razor 13 thing went down he was like ty needs a guitar tech on this next run that we're doing with accept and i was like okay and so he gave my name check (laughs) he 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 gave my uh name to gunter and gunter called me and and that's you know that was that it went down yeah hell yeah it was fun and then we went to europe with them in 2011 yeah that was fun that was fun. I all these all the stories from eleven years ago are popping Do up you on remember? my Facebook memories. I mean, now. you know, dude, I was because so, you know we we had pretty amazing hospitality on on that U.S. run, and that okay. was also in 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 two thousand ten with accepting King's X. That was my first time to ever live on a tour bus, right? Well. You know, and and the accommodations were good, and and the and the hospitality backstage was 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 good, but man, Europe, wow! I <laughs> the first show that that they did in France, I've never seen so much food. That table, oh, yeah. I I have a photo of that on my Facebook, and you know, you've got like you know places where like you've got like albums. Yeah, I've I've got that European tour, and I've got a number of pictures on there. But well, I know one of the photos I have on there is that first show in France, where man, that table goes all the way to the corner and yeah. then cuts all the way down, and it's just nothing but yep. cheese and cakes and strawberries and, and, and meats, yep. and you know, and and like prosciutto and yep. like. Man, I had never that, and that table. Candy. That table is where I learned to love strawberries. I know that's a really weird thing, but that table they had that these, weird chocolate candy they had. Yeah, they had these little these little tiny strawberries that were about this big. And right, what I know now, and I didn't know then, is the tiny ones are really tart. Mm. And I ate a tiny one, and I was like, "Holy fuck! Why haven't I had strawberries before?" Like, you know, I never liked them. And then I started, you know, I found out couple of weeks later when i go back to the u.s that if you get the bigger ones that they're just not they're not as good you got to get the small ones if you like oh, yeah. the tartness man that that was just so wild that was just so crazy i mean i i i, I just it's like you're walking in the friggin' the willy wonka backstage area you know like 
so how much did they spend on that? And that's just one night. When when we were at where were we in France? Was that the place uh, where we, we got duck? Man, so I went to Europe twice, by the way, people okay. with King's X. So I, I don't know if I'm mixing. There stuff was up. okay, there was that. Okay, so we did two shows in France. The first one was right outside of Paris. And the other one did Christian Nesbeth show up to that? Did you meet him? Uh-uh. He's a, and so toward, a monkey. Toward oh wow. Yeah, he's uh, good friends with Doug. I love that guy to death. He's awesome. But I remember he came in the 2009. I just don't know if he came in 2011. Sorry. Go ahead. Toward the end of the tour, like before we cut over and went to Luxembourg, they played that. It was called the My, M-A-I, the My School of Music. Oh, dude, I have pictures of that. The place is awesome. It's it's in Nancy, right? I, I believe I think, so. I think I, I'm remembering this right. And uh, the owners of that music school took us out to that restaurant. That yeah. It was like a block. That's where, we, that's oh. where we got the duck. That's where uh, we got the duck. Excuse me. Oh, that was probably. And there was, a, there was a pond behind it and there was ducks swimming in it. And we were like, is that where they got the duck from? I mean, <laughs> dude, that was honestly. I really don't want to know what the owner of that that music school spent on that dinner yeah it was expensive i can't no, I remember it was that was like was, a four or five thousand dollar dinner it was beautiful i mean because he he fed the whole crew in the band yeah i got everybody duck, duck I, yeah. or something something yeah I, I mean sorry to my fellow friends in clone who also toured with us in europe in 2011 or toured with king's x in 2011 they're from france and they're going to be in texas in may may 10th i believe uh, i think so i come uh, and take it live i come and take it live in austin texas i wish they were playing houston but guess what i guess i'm gonna have to go to austin um anyway besides that yeah dude i had duck like i didn't like it was it good no <laughs> I, you know what those I, things I, eat I, same stuff no. chickens do except in water uh, see i i've never had duck I've smelled it. Duck it smells awful. Very. It smells very gamey, and I am not a gamey meat yeah. guy. Me neither. Uh, yeah, I love I love uh, venison, but I'm I'm okay. very particular. So like, I know it's not a duck, but venison to me, if it's white-tailed deer, doesn't taste gamey to me. But okay. I had elk jerky or venison or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's the kind I had was super gamey and it could have been the way it was processed or the way it was killed. I was going to say murdered. <laughs> no, I guess that's true too. Um, but <laughs> either way, yeah, again, not a gamey fan. Um, right. So, okay. So we, we kind of jumped into the European tours, but I want to jump back into the American tours first or not first. Uh, I want to jump into the American tours now and talk about Milwaukee. And Petey. Oh Lord, P- PDX. PDX. Yeah, oh, that was pretty that that was pretty epic pulling up to an abortion clinic. And well, we well, well, one, we didn't know it was an abortion clinic. And and, right. and Doug made the joke as we pulled up because there are all these people picketing. 
And he's like, man, what the fuck's up with this? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, oh, we kind of thought like maybe they didn't want King's X to play or something, right? People out there, then we noticed what it was. Oh, no, it's like, you know, Doug's like, oh, what's up with this? Should they pick it in my ass or what? <laughs> it's so funny. And then, you know, we realized that the building is adjacent to an abortion clinic. And that's what all these people are angry about. And Cracker made the joke that he was going to steal this bear off the parking sign and fucking Mo was just like, you are not bringing no abortion bear on this goddamn bus. He's like, you know, I am Irish Catholic. This shit is not going down, man. Well, you know, as Cracker would pull bullshit and he got that bear on the bus and gave it a cesarean and and it was when I think we were on our way was Middleton, Middleton the next night. You remember walking into that club, Scats? Oh, I'm trying we, to remember. We came back in from the bus. It was that huge fucking sports bar in Middleton, Wisconsin. Oh. And I'm pretty, oh, and we walk in and, you know, Love, love to King's X, but man, those promoters at that fucking club in Middleton did not promote for shit. I think they had fucking like something like 29 pre-sales. It was something completely. And you and I walked in from getting something out of the bus and we hear whoever the owners, managers, whatever the fuck they are at that club, they're yelling at each other about losing their ass, you know? Oh, yeah, because they had to pay King's X whatever, I mean, whatever they're... Yeah, no, they had to pay both bands, and they were losing. They were losing their fucking tails. Somebody somebody had to go into their personal bank account and pull out some money. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and so we we walk in, and Herman Frank is sitting there at a table all by himself. He's like, is your boys here, the men arguing his office? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And we're like, yeah, man, it's it's not sounding too good in there about, you know, money or whatever. He's like, don't know what to say about that. I go, well, you know, it's funny, man. This club is is called Scats, you know? Yeah, and he's like, right. well, what, what is this? The Scats is like, you know, those, you know, those German Scheiser movies y'all shoot over there. And he sits there and he's just like, and then he goes, so I guess tonight, the bands we play in common scats. <laughs> and however, you know, and I, I, I remember Cracker texting me and saying uh, from the merch table, he's like, oh, my God, from back here, it looks like a Dungeons and Dragons convention. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was the funniest shit ever, you know? That was good. I mean, hey, dude, every band, it doesn't matter how good, how big you are, you still have dumper shows, man. You know, there's still gonna be a there's still gonna be a shit night. So our Razor 13 show in Fort Worth, uh, when I had to call my buddy Brandon expanding reality. That's the expanding reality guy. He came out and opened up with his acoustic guitar or whatever, just because that was him. That's him. Nice. Just because we needed needed somebody to do something and there was no one there. No one promoted us. We all still got, well, I don't know about Brandon, but I got paid. I think I gave Brandon some money. He sold me a Well, well, me like nine of them. We got a check out of the manager and and we 
Doc and I got it cashed before the guy could stop payment on it. Yeah, smart. That I place, mean, we, I we, can't believe that. Ha- I, I mean, it's not that I can't. The Aardvark. Fuck yeah. that place. We were rolling into town, and you were on the phone. We were in the band van, and you were like, the guy's like trying to cancel it or whatever. And like, we're he, fucking here, that, dude. Listen, that motherfucker sent me an email saying that the show is canceled, and we're halfway there. And I call, there's, and I, I remembered from playing there before, I remember that there was a witch witch sandwich shop adjacent to that goddamn club. And, and I called it in the fucking van. And I was like, hey, how's it going? Hey, I was like, hey, got a question for you. Was the, was, was the Aardvark open last night? Because the guy had told me that they had no power all, all day the day before. Oh. And she goes, oh, yeah, there was a huge show there last night. There's probably 100 people there. I go, thank you very much. Right. So I, so, I, so, so I caught the fucker in a lie, you know, and we got there. And, and uh, when it was time to get paid, I went and talked to the manager. And, and Mike knew right when to hit that boxing machine. Oh, yeah. And he moved oh. that thing six inches. Yeah. Big Mike is no joke. That dude is strong mm-hmm. as hell. I don't know. Well, we we got paid, and the owner sent me a very nasty email like late that night, and we got to the bank the next day and got it cashed. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy, it's a crazy story, man. I think the only show that that was probably worse than that was was the show in Holotus outside of San Antonio. That show sucks. You know who showed up to that? Didn't no metal mama show up to that you know her with the red hair i don't know if she had red hair then oh the hispanic lady from the valley yeah from i think kingsville uh, or something like that i think yes yeah she, she came in that she she's dude i love her she's awesome if she's watching this metal mama i love you you're awesome uh, I met. I ran into two of her friends. Uh, I was coming up from the valley, and I decided I couldn't make the whole drive, so I stopped in, in her town, and I stopped at like a, I don't know, it was some hotel, but they had a bar, so well, meandered my way down to the bar, and these two guys came down, and they were wearing Iron Maiden t-shirts because they had just seen Iron Maiden, and I was like, well, I think we're gonna be friends, and we started talking, and they that turned out that those two guys knew her and. It, it was it was cool you know it's small world and i'm still friends right. with those i'm still friends with well i'm friends with one of those guys on face i'm friends with both of them on facebook but one of them passed away since but um anyway that's neither here nor there let's get down to brass tacks here and let's move on to i have a whole list of things and i want to talk about right. slinging slinging hash <laughs> rex brown man he uh you know, that was the second to last night of tour with Accept. And uh, <laughs> Rex was was pointing out our very nice Prevo, you know. And and I said, oh, yeah, man, you know our bus driver, you know, Mo. And he's like, fucking Bull Queen. Yeah, man. Like, text that motherfucker right now. And he's like, at first he was like, call him. Right. Like, I really don't want to call him. He's at home with his wife and two kids after being on the road with us for three and a half weeks. Right. Yeah. He's, you text that son of a bitch. And you tell him someone's been slinging hash, motherfucker. 
Rex Brown is from Pantera, everyone who doesn't right. know. And uh, so I did. And of course, didn't get a response. And, you know, we're on the bus and, you know, bus call is at 2.30 and, and he, he walks up with his little sack lunch and uh, scrotum lunch or whatever they want to right. call it. And, uh, and he just looks at me, he's just like, hanging out with Rex Rocker, huh? And I'm like, yeah, what? And, you know, and What's I, up with I, the sling and hash? <laughs> I, I wasn't drinking then still. Right, you know, right, I, yeah. I was on a break from 2007 to 2011, you know, I went four, four and a half years. Didn't, didn't, didn't drink a drop. Right. Not, not a, smoked a lot of grass though, but not, right. not, sure. not, not a drop. And, uh, and he went into this whole story about how Pantera would go out for four days and, and they would get back on, on, on a Sunday, late, 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 like usually Monday morning in, into the, the sunrise and at 11, 12 o'clock, Rex is calling Mo going, your fucking ass over here, motherfucker. Someone's been slinging hash. And he had, he had the easiest way to break into Rex's house, apparently, was through his garage. And so he would put his 220-pound Rottweilers out there with four days' worth of dog food and water. You can only imagine the huge piles of shit. I mean, Jeez. dude. I mean, Rottweilers are not a small That's fucked up, dog. you know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, anyone apparently came through through that garage, they were going to just get tore the fuck up, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. And fucking, and so that was Rex's thing, man. Was fucking get get the fuck over here, motherfuckers! Someone's been slinging ash. And Mo was like, <laughs> I would. Mo was like, I have to get fucking you know, the, the pressure washer and <laughs> spraying fucking massive piles of shit out of that thing. Dude, I've, hey, got, I've got three dogs, man. So I got hash all over the backyard. I can only imagine what it would be like inside a garage. <laughs> Speaking of Mo, uh, there's Mo and a dime. There's some Mo and dime bag stories we heard. Uh, are you? Well, yeah, we heard from Mo. One of them was like Jägermeister or something, right? King, you know, the guys in King's X were like going toe to toe about wild stories one night. And it was about three fourths of the way through that tour, and, and and I think Mo was having a little snack in the in the driver's seat, and he whips. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, 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 you think that's a wild? It's one of the few times he talks shit, and he was like, oh, you think that's a wild night? You sons of bitches, that you haven't lived until you fucking woken up out of a dead goddamn sleep with a tooth being shoved in your mouth fucking dime bags dumping a bottle of Jägermeister in that motherfucker and you wake up and you're like ah, ah. <laughs> and then just gets back that's, in the driver's seat and shuts the curtain that's dime dude I mean I I, I don't want to pretend that like I knew dime fireworks <laughs> being shot out of Moe's asshole yeah oh, that type crack, of stuff ass crack ass crack it just felt like when I met dime only a couple a handful of times but like the he had that energetic spirit that seemed like I, he was he was child you will not <laughs> sleep tonight <laughs> yeah we're gonna write on staying him. up all night uh, yeah yes. and that and that would travel i mean dude when i first met dime and you know he can't get in trouble for this i was 17 years old and penises will be drawn and when i when i met dime at the bronco bowl in dallas texas uh he oh, wow. i was watching i was just there to watch king's x and uh I'm standing there and Dimebag Daryl walks up next to me and, you know, comes up 
right next to me and puts his hands up. He's like, yeah. And he's wearing a King's X hat. And I was like, looked at my friend, Sean. And I was like, dude, look, it's dime. And then all of a sudden Vinny walked up and I was like, oh, it's Vinny. And like, we hung out anyway, after we were hanging out, we were at the bar and dime was like, okay, uh, Doug, what do you want? And Doug wanted his raspberry kamikaze. And Dime was like, okay, yeah, raspberry, kama, ra raspberry kamikaze is for everybody. And Doug was like, hey, Ryan's, you know, 17 or whatever, or 18. Or, I, was, I, I was under the age of 21. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, Dime, like, looked at Doug and looked at the bartender. And he goes, they fucking know me here. Who cares? And they poured us all <laughs> shots. <laughs> Bronco Bowl's good. And I thought right. that was so cool. Then I met him again. Actually, I think that was the second time I met him. No, that was the first time I met him. The second time I met him was at the Astro Arena. Uh, I got backstage, and you know how you were talking about that thing of food? Who was the opener on that show? It was Morbid Angel. Um, God damn it. What, what is uh, not Sepultura? It's not Sepultura. Soulfly. I was Soulfly. there. Soulfly, Morbid Angel. You were at the same show in Houston at the Astro Arena? Morbid, Morbid Angel was first. Yeah. And, uh, because because they did that shit at the end where they did like the, 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 the yeah, drum yeah, thing, yeah. right? That was the reinventing the steel tour for. Uh, now I saw Sepultura open for Pantera when they put out a rise at the Astro Arena, and I think Prong opened. Wow, I think I think I think that, that so memory I, memory doesn't serve too well, bud. Yeah, I understand. So when when that happened, uh, anyway, when that show happened after it was done, mm -hmm. uh, I got to go backstage and remember how we were talking about in France, how it had that huge table of all the stuff. Well, the yes. same thing, something very similar was backstage for Pantera's after party. And I walk into this big room and there's three tables. One table is full of booze. I mean, stacked, sure. stacked bottles of everything you could think of just stacked and then the next right. and then another table was filled with like finger foods and then there was one table that just had taco bell full and i'm c dime he's over there he's over there holding court telling people stuff like just talking about the show and he sees doug walk in because that's how i got backstage and right. uh he sees doug walk in he stops you know and he co immediately comes to doug and is like because he lo fucking loved doug you know and Doug introduces him to me. I'd already met him before, but I mean, come on, rock star. Not going to remember my ass, but he was like, okay, you, you, you shots. Let's go. And we went, you know, went over to the taco. He was like, you guys want Taco Bell? Right. Started throwing burritos at us. I was like, this is, and this is my fit, like my favorite band almost of all time. And I'm hanging out with my guitar hero is him and Zach. Wyatt. Right. I mean, still right. to this day. And I was like, Holy fuck. <laughs> anyway, I love Pantera. I love Dimebag. Ju July the 4th, 2011. I end out I end up out in Los Angeles. And uh Doug and I go out one afternoon to get some food. And he was like, "Hey, we're going to go to the House of Blues tonight. Hal Sparks band oh, is love, opening." Fucking love Hal. That guy is an amazing oh, human. He's awesome. I hung out with him here in Austin at the uh, not the laugh stops in Houston. Um, doesn't matter. It's the comedy club in North Austin, okay. and uh, and uh, and so we're we're uh, we go and watch you know zero one, and they were opening for Steve, 
Steel Panther. Yeah, yeah. And I had and I had never seen Steel Steel Panther play before. I had heard of them at this point. I'd never really heard them. Maybe heard like one song. And uh so they, you know, they they come on stage, they're doing their thing. We're like maybe like four people back from the stage. And the guitar player and the singer do their little banter back and forth. And Michael and Satchel are like, hey, yeah. Satchel's like, hey, what's up, Mike? Are we gonna get some fucking drugs tonight or what? He's like, I don't know, Satchel. Fucking, I don't know. The usual shit's just not doing it for me, man. Maybe we need to get some crack. He's like, I don't know, man. There's only three black dudes here in this whole white crowd. One of those guys is Doug Pinnock from King's X. Maybe he knows where to get some crack. And Doug looks at me. He's like, they're calling me out, motherfucker. What the fuck? And they're like, but maybe he'll come up here and sing Man in a Box from Alice in Chains with us. And I do the old, like, you know, boost step in my hands. Like, yeah. we get, you know, up to the stage. And I, you know, right. he steps Absolutely. in my hands and, and he gets cool. up there. How cool. And That's we go. Awesome. So we go backstage after, you know, the, the gig is over. And, and uh, dude, none of those guys party. Right. It's, it's, just, it's just all right. fun. Right. But we're in the hallway. <laughs> and this is a house of blues. And he's got a vape pen. And so we're just like, you know, trading off oh, yeah. and uh and 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 drunk. I mean, we were we're having fun. Sure. Man, drinks drinks at that place. He got me in, so I got him wasted. You know, yeah, that, was, like, that, was, yeah. that, that was that was that was that was I was like That's oh, a good this trade. Is, this is this is a good trade-off. And then plus I'm hanging out with Steel Panther and House Sparks after the show. Yeah. Backstage. And the bass player, Lexi Fox. So I'm yeah. assuming he's not not in the band anymore. He's not in the um, band anymore, I don't think. Yeah. 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 Something they 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 never really they 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 made a joke of an explanation, but whatever. Yeah. Well, that's so how he comes works. out and his hair is like as short as mine. And he comes out of his own dressing room, and Doug and I are in the hall getting high, and and he just freezes. And he's like, Oh my God. And he goes right back into the, the doorway of his dressing room. And he's like, baby, baby, come on, come on, come on. And his girlfriend comes out and he's like, baby, you've got to meet Doug Pinnock. This guy is the reason why I play bass guitar in the first place. And Doug That's is like, so oh, cool. and I'm like, yeah, you know, and it was just, so oh, cool. man. and all those, I mean, dude, like none of those guys party. They all had, like, there was one main backstage area for all of them and at that point yeah hal had his own area with his wife because their sure. their baby was real little you know oh, and wow. uh that was like right after the i guess the kid was maybe about six months old wow and uh so, you know, i haven't seen hal since before they had their child so man it's been a while yeah but yeah they had a whole fridge full of i still panther had had a whole fridge full of whatever the fuck we wanted and they're like y'all go ahead you know yeah, drink or whatever drink. you want now uh -uh. so we just you know had a few sips here and there and then hung out and smoked a bunch of grass and, that's you so know. cool i have a cool story about how sparks um actually it all of the stories we're telling are are our memories that we're going to keep forever right you know all right. of this touring all of this stuff everything we're talking about is stuff that's going to be in us and, and on us and and can i interject absolutely i never took one fucking photo i hate that shit oh man that, you know what i can't you i can't be moment. that guy you were in the oh, moment dude. and you oh, didn't yeah. want to 
That's I but get those, it. but but people like that expect that shit. And That's I don't true. know, man. Just I just I just don't like that. I I just I've never liked doing that shit. I mean, I've I've taken photos here. I had my wife take a photo of me with King Diamond. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, dude. Yeah, that photo of King Diamond is fucking epic. Thank you, Seb. <laughs> you know, like that was like. Oh no, no Sherry. That was Sherry. No, no, but didn't Seb get you backstage, or did you already? Oh, Seb, Seb is the reason we were there. Right. You know? Right. Oh right. yeah. Seb's awesome. So, uh, so, yes. so everyone who's at. Thank you, Sebastian. I'm yeah. having my his. Remember his his little espresso cup. No one touches Sebastian's espresso cup. It was really Hell, nice. No. It yeah. was really nice. He was the first one down at that coffee maker every morning. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, he good was, dude, okay, man. Good dude. So Seb was uh, Jerry's drum tech, drum tech on the oh, yeah. 2011 run. Yeah, the one that and... we immediately made the stage manager. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, he would remember he would like light awesome. the incense and he would put on 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 pink. Yeah. Oh, he and we would pink. just let. Oh yeah, and we would just let him do his own thing first. We would hang out oh. while they would test the uh, whatever side the damn smoke machine was on that night, right. dude. And we sword fight with our mag lights. Remember that yeah, shit? he was so that guy is so professional. Uh, I mean, there's no no wonder he oh, yeah. has gone on to be with so many different bands. Does he live in Japan now? Or he, he lives in, in he lives in Japan with his wife now. Yeah. Oh, wow, they got married good. He so he there are he got, two dudes that I know that are that good. Seb is one because he used to be the person that set up go here is everything, yeah, you know. Right. And then I, I've I've got a buddy that I know from Houston named Jeff Newman. We call him Rhino, and he's toured with all these huge big bands. But his first big band that he toured with was Less Than Jake, and he did the same thing. He set up everything. I mean, like, if anything went wrong, he knew, you know, like, right. he was the one tech for the whole band. Him yeah. and Seb need to need to yeah. meet one day. Oh, dude. Can you imagine if they were, like... See, that's how you work for mega bands. Is you get everybody... Everybody that's in every position is, like, Seb. You know, like... Right. You just have this mega production. Oh, man. I mean, it's... he. They're just... Yeah. People like that are amazing because they they literally they're not out there to party like I was. Um, they're out there to I mean, I was out there to learn because I wanted to be a musician. Mm -hmm. Right. But I was mm -hmm. out there to have fun, too. And oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Sebastian's the, awesome. He got me uh, me and my wife tickets to that thing at the pavilion that King Diamond played. And it was so oh, wow. awesome. It was like in August, though. It was super hot. So we actually left because. Uh, Don wasn't feeling that great. It got, it got way too hot. We got overheat. We were just sitting in our seats, sweating. You know. Oh yeah. No. So we circle back to Hal Sparks, and then we're gonna move on. Hal Sparks. One day, I walk up to Doug's house. I do not know what year this is. Uh, I'm a younger cat. I'm, I'm probably 18 or something. I'm trying to quit smoking cigarettes. That was a th a thing I was struggling with, and no, you'll understand why I mentioned that mm -hmm. here in a minute. I knock on Doug's door. This dude answers. I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but then he starts kind of looking familiar because this movie called Dude, Where's My Car had just come out. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, is Doug here? And he goes, uh, yeah, he's taking a shower or something. I don't know. Doug was indisposed. And I'm like, well, hey, I'm Ryan. Like, I come over here all the time. He goes, all right, well, come on in. And I come in and I'm sitting there looking at him. He's like, my name's Hal. I'm like, hey, Hal, how, how's... are you from? 
were you in dude where's my car and he was like yeah thanks man hey thanks for noticing he was super nice and doug you know doug was doing whatever he was doing for like an hour so me and house park sat there we got into such deep conversation that i started talking about it's like yeah i smoke cigarettes and i you know i really want to quit and i was like but it's super hard he's like it's not hard you're just scared god damn right i was like what the fuck like did That's you just awesome. break, you just broke into my soul like i didn't <laughs> like and he goes and i was like what what do you mean he goes just stop you're afraid of how yeah. you're gonna feel like you're afraid you're gonna miss it you're afraid mm -hmm. it's like that has nothing to do with quitting just quit yeah and like addiction's a, a little bit harder than all that and i'm not putting shade on that i'm not trying to say that i understand i'm uh, very aware but when I, I quit smoking cigarettes for like a week but like <laughs> but i mean the that's that has stuck with me and then i met him several times after and he's always been super nice one time he brought a bong i think danny g was on tour and i don't know if hal smokes or not it probably does but uh he, i never saw him but he brought a bong i think it was a bong or a pipe to the house of blues show we played in 2009 or something and gave it presented it to doug in, in la anyway house sparks is the shit all right let's move on because i got a list of things okay uh, okay so we did uh pd okay let's jump back into some razor 13 mess we've talked about a few of these razor 13 things but i want to talk about the show at spiro's Okay. Uh, I have, I have a good friend named Spiro, but that's a different story. Fuck you, Spiro. I love you. Um, and anybody who watches my YouTube know what I'm talking knows what I'm talking about. Oh, um, the pepper guy. The pepper guy. Fuck you, Spiro. I love you. Um, he's, he wait. He's a tattoo artist, right? Yeah, uh, he works at. Uh, man, I can't think of it right now. Uh, artistic. And he made your asshole burn. He made your asshole burn. Artistic impressions and Katie, Texas. If y'all need a great tattoo. Um, he, he sent you those peppers. He sent me the, he sent me a bunch of different peppers. I sent you some of the peppers he sent me, the lemon drop ones. That's right. That's right. They were those lemon drops are super hot. You don't think they're gonna be yeah. that hot. Um, so I want to grab you by the boo-boo. Oh, dude. So it's we played Razor 13 played a show at Spiro's. Or we kept getting delayed. We got delayed and delayed and delayed. And we eventually went on at midnight and Fishbone mm -hmm. was playing next door. Oh, yeah. The fro, the fro that came floating through the crowd. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Talk to me about yeah. that experience. I'm, I'm, I am, I am the, the, the huge, the biggest Rocky George fan, man. Oh yeah. From, from, from suicidal tendencies, the guitar player. Right. And for people that don't know what I'm talking about, he wears the Pittsburgh Pirates hat, like all the time in suicidal, or did. And yeah, Fishbone was playing that night, and I just remember like. We were about three fourths of the way through the set. It was probably about maybe like twelve fifty or one o'clock in the morning, and I see this big afro floating through the crowd, and he walks right up to my ass and just does the boom, the bump, Man. and I'm just like, "How cool is that?" Uh, uh, getting to bump one of your idols while you're playing a gig, dude, with Doug Pennick. Yeah. and you don't expect it you don't know him no he just shows up and he's like hell mm -hmm. yeah that is so cool the uh yeah, oh, yeah that was a that was a cool night even though we went on at midnight and i was 
wasted by the time we went on. My cousin oh, yeah. William was there that night. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, so jumping back into France, Europe, King's X, weird. I know my notes are all over the place. It's all good. We were in France. We played that one venue, and we saw this guy wearing a T-shirt. And it said, metal is never die. I have, this, right. I have this photo of you, like, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> great, greatest shirt ever. It's the greatest shirt ever. And it had like, you know, I, I think I posted on Facebook. It said like, France is good at English or something. Oh, dude, metal is never die. I'm going to metal. If, metal is never die. I'm going to put that uh, in, there, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, uh let's man let's talk about i'm just kind of jumping all over the place sorry my notes are weird but oh man let's talk about j-rab and big mike's king's x tattoos they both have king's x tattoos and they're they pretty do. awesome i think yeah. i think i think big mike says grooving for the soul and J-Rabs is just the iconic King's X logo. But what they don't have is Razor 13 tattoos. Is Razor 13 tattoos, but you and I do. Yes, we unless, do. Unless they got some sense. I, I mean, we have I doubt that. We haven't all hung out, but I mean, I got a Razor 13 tattoo on my left leg. What leg is yours on? Mine is on my left leg too, and it takes up the whole front of the damn I know. leg. I was pissed. I remember when you got it. I was like, "Motherfucker, it's bigger than mine." This is bullshit. Oh, it's huge. <laughs> it's, I went to my buddy Matt Moore and next to Casino El Camino after we did that first show. I was like, "I want this logo," and he goes, yeah. "How big do you want it?" Uh, hold on. Let's. I don't even know if I can show this. I can. You can get half of it in there, maybe. Can you see that? I can. Yeah, go down a little bit more. There it is. There's half of it. There's the three. There's the one. There it is, dude. It's fucking it's giant. huge. Yeah. Mine's tiny. Huge. If we're showing off tattoos, you can see how little mine is. I guess we're comparing dicks here, but <laughs> uh, my leg hurts. Yeah, mine's little. There it is. There it is. There it is. Oh, 13. Oh, Razor 13. All right, let's jump into frying ties. Uh, oh, God. In Europe. The first the first day in England? Yeah, yeah my fucking sleep deprivated ass. Mm. We didn't sleep. Guys, by the way, when we traveled to Europe, like, you know, especially Al, it was his first time, it was my second time. You just, I don't sleep on a plane. It's hard to do it. And no. it's a 10, ten hour no. flight, maybe a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. And I was sober on that flight too. And I, right. I just didn't sleep. And, and a man, fuck, we get to that first venue and God, that was in the UK. Damn. And yeah, talk about feeling like a fucking ass plugging that fucking pedal and wrong. And there's, it just starts smoldering. It's just oh, like, oh my gosh. And then, of course, he's not happy about it. And me and him and Bobo have to go walk. Me and Bobo went walking down the road. Pretty sure Ty went, too. So that was, you know, having to walk into a guitar store. I'm pretty sure those guitar store guys gave us that pedal for free. And then we and then Bobo put them on the list that night. But, yeah, 
Yeah, make sure you plug in your things right, kids, when you're in another foreign country and get it, some sleep. It happened to Danny G, too. It wasn't necessarily that. There was some catastrophic failure in L.A. one night, um, and the whole show was delayed for, like, almost an hour. I mean, we couldn't, figure, we could, we couldn't even figure out what was wrong. You'd have to ask Danny well, about it. Maybe I'll get Danny on this one day, and he can explain more of what it was. But it was like – and it happened – actually, it happened to me, too, my first tour. My first tour with King's X, uh, it happened to Doug. Like what? Like, like the, the AM wouldn't work? Yeah, the, it was that exact. It's not, I mean, it's not the exact one, but it was the same model, um, mm-hmm. Ampeg, and it blew. It, I mean, like, you know, like, oh, shit, that's not good. Oh, wow. Doug turns around and looks at me like, fuck. I'm like, I don't know. It's my first time on tour. I'm like, I don't understand anything. We had to, I had to run out to the bus. Thank God he had a second one pull that fucker and you know how doug's rig just like ties just like everybody's just super or at least back then was super complicated they've kind of brought things together now but back then it was super complicated so i had to pull everything and refigure like look at everything before we were pulling it and then like okay that needs to go in here that needs to go okay this needs to go you know it was fucking intense but yeah dude touring is not a joke like it's it no it is fun but it is complicated it's hard it's amazing work it's beautiful it is work and you're in your shoes for 18 hours a day i mean mm-hmm. and then when you get in that little area of the tour bus where all the bunks are and you take your shoes off everybody fucking hates you <laughs> <laughs> it's i mean there's dude you got to crowd you know you crowd cram three four five six seven seven eight guys in there there's 12 bunks but like you, you, you shove a bunch of dudes in there after the, we've all been ha- half of us roadies or techs didn't Kings techs don't get to shower, you know, mm-hmm. or it, maybe you have the opportunity to, but that opportunity is happening while you're on stage, putting all their crap right. together. Right. And then you've lost it. And then the show started right. and then you come on stay or come back on the bus and, and the, the band's like dude you fucking stink you need to take a shower I'm like i've been working for you all day give me a joint or I'm going to that's right <laughs> i do miss it i miss it so much it's too bad that uh uh you know life happens and you got to move right. on and do other things of course so i have i have a bunch of other stuff i wanted to talk about but we're over an hour we're gonna have to do this again my friend like not not like redo this but i mean Mm -hmm. continue the adventure in another episode i think so before i uh wrap everything up is there anything you want to talk about anything you want the people to know about anything you feel like putting out into the internet world support live music god damn it that's it Hell yeah. Al go Shire. out and buy go out and buy a record of an independent band. Buy some merch. Buy a shirt. Buy a patch. Buy a pin. Support local fucking live music, man. That is it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. With that, everybody, this is Al Shire. Go check out 180 Seconds with Al Shire. Check out all of his stuff. I will put a link in the description. Also, hang out with Little D. Uh, the dude He's fucking crazy. He likes to party. Um, He's going to descend. (laughs) I love you all. Everybody be great. 
stay free, stay awesome. This is what did we call it? The 13th 13. Podcast? Ah, the 13. This is the 13 podcast. Have a great day. We'll see y'all on the next one.